Welcome, everybody. Thank you so much for joining me. This is Michelle Hayward. We have a special DEI Thursday for you. We have a fantastic guest who is going to share with us this fantastic conference that's coming up. So if you are looking to grow and expand um, your skill set, your knowledge base and diversity and inclusion, you want to stay tuned. Nate, thank you so much for joining me today. My pleasure, Michelle. It's an, indeed a pleasure joining you. Can you tell the audience who you are? Because I, I didn't tell them. I, well, actually, <laughs> I did. If they saw the graphic, they know. Sure. Can you tell them who you are and the organization we're going to talk about today? Great. I sure can. And again, thank you for having me on your live stream today. Uh, for the listening and live stream audience, my name is Nat Alston. I go by Nat. And I am the chairman of the National Association of African-Americans and Human Resources. And we are a organization consisting of well over 7,000 members. We are located in approximately 30 cities. And we represent really HR professionals from a entry level, mid-level, senior level, people that have a background in diversity and inclusion, who have a background in general HR, and that could be even in a specialist from compensation to benefits to talent acquisition, employer relations. So anyone that is a person that's in the HR arena covering those areas can be a member of our organization. And these are the organization, This these are the members who consist of the, our organizations. As I mentioned earlier, we're in 30 cities and growing, and we also have some various state chapters out there. Yes, I might know where one is near me. So it is so great. Yes, to have we do you. have one down there in South Carolina. Absolutely. Our lower, lower, lower country, I think it is. Yeah, low country. Yep. Low country. Yes, definitely. Yep. One of our okay. strong chapters. Yes, I love it. I love it. So everybody... I know it's like, Michelle, why are you being so mysterious? When you have organizations like this that are niche within a niche, right? It's HR, so it's professional. Then you're focusing on one underserved community and you're bringing all those practitioners together plus 30 locations, 30 cities. So I love that. I love, I love giving y'all surprises. <laughs> Hello, everybody. Thanks for joining. So today, um, I want to talk more about the, the, um, the event you have coming up? Our first annual virtual conference. Yes, that is our conference. Normally, Michelle, we would have those every two years, but and we should have had one last year. But due to the pandemic, we had to move that. And our president, definitely, uh, who is Erica Broadwater, came to our national board and said, we need to have a 2021 conference and this time we're going to do something a little bit different. We're going to do a virtual. So our conference is going to be a hybrid. We're going to have our, many of our guest speakers there at Norfolk, Virginia, at the Hilton there in Norfolk. But right now we're embracing what I call the new technology and the new normal. And that's a virtual conference. So no matter where 
you are on this LinkedIn network, you can be international. But if you're domestic US, it is going to be a virtual conference. So you can sit back. And if you're in the comfort of your own home, which many of us are, you can watch our conference virtually and really take a part of our organization, the National Association of African Americans. We'll be celebrating now our going into our 23rd year. And if you really wanted to know a little bit about the history, Michelle, we're over 23 years old. And I was one of the founders of the organization and have remained in the, with the organization for those past 23 years. I love it. I love having uh, the founder come on. So, so let's go back to the, since we have the founder on, y'all. We get we get the tea. What, <laughs> what made some of you? How, how did it get started? How did like, it get started? Everyone generally asks us that. Well, we had in about twelve or thirteen disjointed uh, organizations throughout the East Coast. And they were under the umbrella of a Black Human Resources Network. And I got to give one person credit for really creating that. And with his vision, he started those organizations in the cities that he was working with. So we had what we call BHRNs, Black Human Resource Networks, in the major cities on the East Coast, New York, Philadelphia, Washington, D.C., Baltimore, and others. And through the Washington group, we started meeting on a regular basis, having a conference in Orlando, Florida. And when we went down to Orlando Disney World back in 1997, many of us got together and said, look, we need to collaborate and then also join and create a national organization. So I always laugh, Michelle, when we think about forming an organization about 22, 23 years ago, maybe even 24, we didn't have the internet as we knew now. We had, when we and we were all over the United States. So it was not just the East Coast. We had people from Chicago, Detroit, Atlanta, Washington, DC, New York, and these were senior level people who had budget authority and also had the vision of forming the organization. So I said, guess what? We had to use uh, not freeconferencecall.com, but we had to use our own phone numbers out here and pay for it. And also if we had to do any correspondence, it was either by fax machines. So I'm really dating myself and for some of our Younger people, they go, what's a fax machine? <laughs> I can understand that. Probably if we were operating now, Michelle, under these new normal, we could have formed the organization probably within about three to four months using all the digital technology and the platforms out there. But back to your point, we had a vision and it took us about a year to a year and a half to really bring the vision of the National Association of African-Americans and Human Resources to fruition and we kicked it off 1998 in baltimore and then we moved it to philadelphia the following year so we really was a dream and a vision of many people i was just one but many people in there we started off with about 18 people we dwindled it down to 12 and if you're a spiritual person you think about 
12. That's a, definitely a powerful number. But all of us had the ultimate vision of making it a national organization. So indeed, when we look back, when it was just a dream, a thought, an idea, and to have people committed to making this a reality, which we have, and to now move it to 2021 here in Norfolk, Virginia on a virtual conference and think about, wow, we've got 30 cities that have it. We have over 7,000 members. We're looking to go in. We've got a chapter also in the US Virgin Islands. So if we've got any of our Virgin Island people there listening and watching, we're there in the US Virgin Islands. And what this has also done beyond even our dreams as founders, with the internet now and this live stream, we can go international. And so that makes another challenge for us going international to countries in the mother continent of Africa. We've had some interest in South Africa. We've had some interest also in the UK. So really it's opening up a tremendous platform as we go deep into the 21st century. I love it. I love it when great minds come together and build out, build out a great organizations. I, for years, have been a member of National Society of Black Engineers, and again, it was it was just six students that that built out mm -hmm. an organization that is nearly fifty years old mm -hmm. um, and is international. So it and and that was in the seventies. So yeah, and you know you, what you just said, Nesby and the National Society of Black Engineers and other the Black MBAs, when we look yep. at NABA, National Black Association of Black Accountants and all, it was inevitable for us to create HR. Exactly. Because we look at HR as if you worked in any corporation, HR is usually the glue. We pretty much know what's happening in the other departments, but we were the last one to really put this together and put our organization together. So yeah, Nesby was out there, the Urban Financial Services Coalition with the Black bankers, uh, the Black MBAs and other professional groups. And it was just inevitable for us. We were we came a little late. We're, we're Johnny come lately out here. Y'all were taking care of everybody else. That's true, that's true, that's true. <laughs> we, we're, we're the ones that if everybody anybody has a problem, they always go to HR. Or opportunity. Or, or opportunity. opportunity, that's true, yeah. or opportunity. Yeah. That is very see, true. See, yeah, it's not all bad. Yeah, and we've evolved now, like you said, when we talk about diversity and inclusion, when I got in that arena, it wasn't called DNI, it was old affirmative action. Yes. And so we've seen a change in there where we now can embrace diversity and inclusion. And that's what we stand for now, is diversity, inclusion. We also put down there equity, equality, and respect because we feel going into the 21st century and now going 2021 with the social justice movement and all that we've got to make a difference now. Absolutely. absolutely. And, and I, it's not that you work in a, weren't making a difference before it's now that more people are woke. Yes, that's true. Are proactive mm -hmm. as opposed to being maybe reactive when, yeah when it's like something goes public or you getting a lawsuit, it, it is really people taking a stance and you still have some performative people, but you do have more companies that are truly 
act, being more active. So let's let's talk about the conference itself. Sure. I love the title because it has everything in it. We or me, I'll, I'll just speak for myself, look for when it comes to an employer, when it comes to a team, when it comes to a work environment, diversity, inclusion, equity, equality and respect. What can we find? What type of sessions are you going to have at your virtual conference or in person? What can people expect? They can expect, number one, from my perspective, some dynamic, absolutely engaging and truly outstanding speakers that's going to engage them. Being that this is a virtual conference, we're going to touch on all of those topics in there. Equity in the workplace equality in the workplace. How does it affect women of color in that workplace? So we're gonna have speakers in there, Michelle, that's going to engage our audience to not just discuss the topic, but also the solutions. What do we expect the long game to be? Because if I can digress a little bit, when we talk about our conference now being a virtual conference, this is something new to us because generally most conferences prior to the pandemic, you know, would be a face-to-face conference. Now it, it changes that format to a virtual. So back to your point, we've got people in there that are gonna talk about now diversity and inclusion as it relates to now 2021 and beyond. We're looking at equity as it relates and equality as it relates to women of color. And we've got great speakers related to that. So I don't wanna go down the list because I probably will forget someone and I don't want to do that, but I encourage our audience to look at our website, look at those speakers in there. These are speakers of color that are making a difference in their respective arenas and we want to give them that platform so our conference attendees can see who they are, connect with them, and then also if they're representing a company, maybe have those guest speakers in their respective companies. So I really wanna force our audience to look at these speakers and see, connect with them on the various social media platforms because we want to be that catalyst to make a difference. As you said, diversity and inclusion, we're not just looking at our speakers and they're not gonna be just talking about box checking, just checking a box and say, okay, we're gonna now, even though they have the qualifications to do the unconscious bias training, the inclusion training, all the training mechanisms that are out there, the tools. But we're looking at now engaging these people and these companies who are going to be sending their representatives to go back and say, look, we now wanna help you change the culture of your organization. And we wanna help you change the culture as you can imagine with the social injustice of the 2020, with the Jacob Blakes, the Brianna Taylors and others, we've got companies coming to us. Yeah, as you use the term, they woke now, but now being awakened, we just don't want, as I mentioned earlier, the box check. We want the long-term. And part of those discussions at our conference is how can we accomplish that? Starting at the top, at that corporate boardroom, we wanna see people of color like yourself and like myself represented on that board and that C-suite. When we talk about also helping them to recruit diversity talent, they can line up with us and we can be that catalyst to help them identify 
people in the, particularly the HBCUs. We've got an HBCU initiative. You being there in South Carolina, we've got some fantastic historical black colleges there, not just South Carolina State, but Benedict, Allen University, just to name a few, Clapham College. Or he's College. So we've got those HBCUs there, and that's our commitment doing this virtual conference. So the people can be made aware, particularly if they're not in an area that has either an HBCU and really don't even know what HBCUs are all about. We've got guest speakers that's going to educate them on the HBCUs so they can at least now include them as part of their talent acquisition strategy. So again, those are the type of speakers that we're going to have there. And again, please, I invite everyone to look at this site, look at the list of speakers, check their backgrounds, because you're going to find that, hey, this is an opportunity for not too many people to connect with if we did it on a non-virtual platform. Now you can. And I'm really excited the idea that this is virtual. I, I, I'm just jumping and just saying, hey, a virtual conference where if you're even in Hawaii and there's a crazy difference in time zones, you can still watch the conference. And afterwards, we're going, it's going to be recorded. So if you missed it, we can play it back. I love it. I love it. Now, he won't mention some topics, but I, of, uh, that's on the agenda. Now, this does start on a Thursday and runs through a Sunday. So don't feel as though hopefully you, you can find some time to come and join, especially the sessions that are most relevant to you. One of uh, a few of the ones that I really like adjusting to COVID-19 in the workplace. Mm -hmm. And I like in the workplace because some people are still working um, in a physical location. Right. And now yeah. all of a sudden it's essential workers. But you didn't know your cashier's name for five, the last 15 years. But as a whole other question, whole other topic but really focusing on that. But I also like health and well-being because a lot of people are that haven't have been able to manage stress previously now are really more focused on their mental health right now. And those of us that have picked up not the COVID-15, 25, but the COVID-40, we like we need to go work out or find find additional outlets as well. So I'm looking forward to the health and well-being question. Yeah. If I can just add to that, you're yeah. absolutely right. Where we, we now know, and you, when you talked about the speakers, those two areas, the wellness and the new normal, because we all know we've gone through this, we're going through this pandemic and the stresses that it has occurred on people in the workplace, particularly people of color. And that's where we really want to focus. And I'm glad you highlighted that where we're looking at now wellness. What can we do, not just on the physical side, but the mental side for us to operate now in this new normal? Because what we're saying as an organization, we will not go back to where we were pre-pandemic. This will be a major cultural shift throughout every industry that is out there. So how do we as people of color predominantly can operate in this new normal when we've got stresses already on our mental health, when we've got stresses already on our physical health? So how can now we operate with this post pandemic and really opening up the doors to say, it's okay to seek mental therapy. It's okay to seek uh, any type of 
help that's going to help you get through this stressful time. And we want to break down those psychological barriers where we wouldn't even want to discuss it years back, but now we need to. And the more we come together as a unified body, and we, as we said, we're human resources, human capital. We've got to look after our own. So I agree and thank you so much for chiming in on those two topics because mental health and basically operating now in the new normal coupled with that mental and physical health are going to be something that we really have to address as we go forward. And I want to talk about one more topic that's on sure. and systemic racism in our communities and workplace, because the health and well-being has always been important. But we, especially as black people, like these are just the things we're going to have to endure in the workplace. And we're like, uh, not anymore. And so I, th I think one positive thing that has come out of the pandemic is the health and well-being. But even post-pandemic, we are still going to need that just from the, the trauma we continue to have had in the workplace when it comes to systemic racism. I agree with you. And that's where we've got um, a discussion on that systemic racism where a, a good friend that, and a member, Sheldon Good, and I are going to talk about that that systemic racism in there. And if you, again, going back to our website, we've established some various strategic partnerships with people who are addressing that. And we've got one in particular that I do wanna highlight that we've got a partnership that's addressing that too, is a, a film, Walking While Black, Love is the Answer. And I invite people to take a look at that also because that's addressing really systemic racism, particularly in our law enforcement community. And so that is something that we had to take a look at from a broad overview. You've got systemic racism in corporate America, but we also have that racism, particularly in our social justice movements out here with the law enforcement community. So we in HR are not just focusing just on a narrow vision, if you will, but a much broader vision because that person could be someone of our family member who could be the next senior vice president in DNI for whatever company. So we've got to look at that from a broad brush also. I love it. I love it. So if you're wondering who or what National Association of African Americans in Human Resources, did I get that right? Yes, you did. <laughs> Is now you know what the what in Triple A HR is, you know what it is, you know the history behind it. One of the, the founder, what is here with us, and he has just shared their a special conference they're hosting this year in person if you're in Norfolk, Virginia, but virtually if you're anyplace else in the world that you really want to attend. Every session ties into another as it addresses systemic racism, it addresses um disparities in healthcare, especially as it's tied to COVID, but also mental health and well-being, and so much more that employ employees need to address, employers must address, and more importantly, things that must be battled in uh, BIPOC communities. So if you haven't registered, you want to look at the bottom of the screen, and you want to go check it out at their website um, in AAA. So three A's, hr.org. You want to be there. 
any final words for, for everybody? Well, my final words will echo what you're saying. If you, we definitely want you to sign up and get involved, get engaged. The National Association of African-Americans and Human Resources, if there's not a chapter in your area, that's okay. You can join us and we'll connect you with a chapter. If it's not a chapter in your area, we'll help you to develop one. So again, Michelle, I wanna thank you for giving us the time to share with your listening audience and through all the social media platforms. And again, on the behalf of the founders and our national board of the National Association of African-Americans and Human Resources, we'll see you all the end of this month during Black History Month in Norfolk, Virginia or virtually. Again, Michelle, thank you. You're very welcome. Join them starting Thursday, February 25th until Sunday, February 28th. So hopefully you'll have some time at least on that Friday and Saturday to join and Sunday to be a part of this great conference. It's been great to meet you today. Everybody go register. It is not too late. Make the time because this conference is going to be phenomenal and it's definitely going to help you help others in your organization and communities. Bye everybody. Bye now.